What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Young Black and Opinionated. I'm your host, Christina Royster, aka Miss Christy. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. You can also leave me a five star rating if you like what you hear and leave a review as well for your compliments. Okay, I love to hear feedback from you guys. And make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. No long intro today, let's jump into it. All right, so we're going to start with, first of all, let's just take a deep breath. (sighs) We survived the last four years. We survived the last presidency. I am recording this on January 21st, the day after the inauguration. I'll definitely talk about that a bit later. But just wanted to catch up with you guys and let you know what's going on in my world and the YBO world. Um, YBO, you guys know I launched a new YouTube channel, so... This episode will be available as a video, so that'll be video number three. Make sure you guys go check out the YouTube channel and subscribe on YouTube. Let's get that subscriber number up. Um, what else? What, what else is going on? YBO celebrated three years. Duh, can't forget about that. So I've been doing this podcast since 2018. I can't believe that I have made it this far. Thank you guys for all of your support. Um, I did a giveaway. I gave away some cash. I gave away 30 bucks for three years, and Jocelyn won. So congratulations to her. And um, what else is going on? I'm moving. So I'm in the process of packing up and moving. The people watching this video will have no idea because they will not see any of the cardboard boxes behind the camera. (laughs) But I'm moving back home to live with my mom for a couple months. Hopefully it's just a couple months. You know how people be like, oh, I'm um, moving in with my mom and then it'd be a year. Hopefully it's not that long. So pray for me as I move and just prepare. There's a lot of exciting new things happening in my life, and I haven't really announced some of them yet. Don't worry, I definitely will. Y'all know me. I love posting and sharing my life, but I definitely have been learning to just take a beat and let things actually officially be stamped in stone before I go ahead and announce it so you don't embarrass yourself. So word to the wise. (laughs) So yeah, just pray for me as I transition. YBO is growing and I'm just so, so blessed and thankful for you guys who listen and support every single week. All right, now let's jump into Put Y'all On. This is the segment of the show where I tell you guys about my favorite thing of the week. It could be music, movie, an app I'm using, a new restaurant I tried. This week I want to share a musical artist, Zoe Weiss. I hope that's how you pronounce her last name. W-E-E-S, Zoe Weiss. Uh, She is a German singer-songwriter, but she is of color. She looks black to me. She's also plus size, which, shout out to the plus girls, you know, I, 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 what's the word? I relate to the plus women. And she's 19 years old. Her stuff is more like pop, but I was really feeling it. Like as soon as, there's certain people that grow on you, but then there's people you immediately listen to them and you're like, they're a star. And I really, really like her music. Um, She's taking off in like other countries and I guess she's slowly making her way to the US because every Friday I check Spotify's New Music Friday playlist. So if you are always looking for new releases and something new to listen to, definitely check out that podcast. I mean, that playlist, that's like another put y'all on within a put y'all on. But I found her on that playlist and I was like, okay, let me check her out. She only has like two singles right now girls like us and control and she could really sing 
So I just wanted to put y'all on to Zoe Weiss. I really like her and I support black artists no matter where they are. I'm trying to get, I told you guys, like, I'm trying to get more into the international music because somebody came for me one time and was like, all you listen to is Hot 100. Okay, and like, I'm not cultured enough, so now I got to get more cultured. I'm trying to listen to different artists from other places besides, um, what you call it, America. I forgot what, look, my brain is all over the place, okay? <laughs> forgot what country this was. All right, let's jump into uh, a little pop culture news, shall we? So here's something I found interesting. On January 15th, Michelle Williams, you guys know Michelle from Destiny's Child. She is now a gospel singer. Michelle had to clap back on Instagram because a user went in her comments and came out his mouth, or rather used his fingers to type, you need some children, Michelle. And she politely clapped back at him and was like, you can't just come into women's Instagram comments and say stuff like that because a lot of women can't have children or a lot of women simply don't want children. And I'm glad that she said that and put him in his place respectfully. She is a woman of God. I would have cursed him out. But she was like, watch your mouth and your fingers that you type with because you don't know what a woman is go going through. I don't really know Michelle's situation. I only watched like one episode of her reality show. Um, back in the day. I don't even know if it still airs. But I don't really know what Michelle goes through. I don't know if she's tried and couldn't conceive or what. But that's the thing, like, leave reproduction and reproductive rights to women and shut your mouth up because you don't know what somebody's going through. They could have had five miscarriages. You saw how long how long it took Gabrielle Union to have a baby? Could you imagine if every interview she did, they was like, when you gonna have some kids? When you gonna have some kids? And I'm blessed. I think I've said this on the podcast before. My family has never, ever been in my face like when you gonna get married when you gonna have kids that is not the end all be all to be a woman like please get that in your mind right now women are out here becoming vice president you think we got time for kids Kamala doesn't have any biological children nobody said anything to Kamala so congratulations Michelle for standing up for yourself and speaking on the behalf of a lot of other women who feel the same way as you now let's jump into what to watch this week American Skin, this is a new movie out. I think it's directed by Nate Parker, also starring Nate Parker and Omari Hardwick. Y'all know Omari from Power. Um, American Skin is a movie about a war veteran who seeks justice when police kill his arm, unarmed son during a routine traffic stop. So we know how this goes. You know, we've heard this storyline a million times. Um, I, I would say the best police brutality fictional story I've seen so far is definitely seven seconds that with Regina King was chef's kiss perfect but um they're taking a more radical approach to this so basically it's like his his son was killed during a routine traffic stop and they decide to bum rush the police precinct and they sit up in the police precinct precinct and hold the cops hostage and honestly that's how a lot of black people feel sometimes. Not everybody can be a Martin Luther King Jr. And MLK Day just passed. Shout out to Martin Luther King. But not everybody can be an MLK. Sometimes we need a Malcolm X. Sometimes we need to be a little more radical and do an eye for an eye. Now, this movie, they didn't really um, promote this movie, I feel like. Or maybe they didn't have the money to promote it because I didn't see, like, hella commercials and stuff for this movie. And it is, I don't know if it's in theaters, cause you know, it's still COVID, still a pandemic. I don't know if they had this movie in theaters, but it's definitely on demand. You can watch it on iTunes, YouTube, but 
I saw, I literally saw only one person on my timeline post about it. So clearly nobody's checking for this movie. Nobody's trying to watch this movie. But this girl acted like it was a must watch and it was really good. I personally haven't seen it myself. But, um, I mean, there is the whole thing about Nate Parker. Like, I know he had some weird, like, sexual assault charges before. And I say weird because I don't really know what ever happened with that. Like, I don't know if it was confirmed or denied. And so Nate Parker, I don't even know if he's canceled or not, but if y'all want to check out this movie, if you want to see the other side, there's two coins to it. There's black people, there's, there's oppressed black people movies. And then there's rise up and take action black people movies. And this is definitely the latter. So I'm interested. I, I don't, this is the thing. Like when a movie is just like on Hulu or something, I'm like, eh, I'll waste an hour and watch it. That's fine. When I have to pay to watch it, I'm like, mm, is it worth it? Because it has 29% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. And again, you know, we have to take movie reviews with a grain of salt. I put too much stock into them at times. But I just feel like maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe this movie's not that great. I don't know. It's like $6.99 to rent. So I'm going to have to decide this weekend, like, if I really want to pay for it. But another movie that I am definitely excited to watch and definitely will be watching is One Night in Miami. This movie is Regina King's directorial debut, and it dramatizes a 1964 meeting between Cassius Clay, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, who was played by Leslie Odom Jr., and y'all know him from Hamilton and Harriet, and Jim Brown is also depicted in the movie, and he is played by Aldous Hodge, and y'all know Aldous from Underground, Straight Outta Compton, The Invisible Man, What Men Want. So, great all-black cast, black storytelling. This is based off a true event, but the catch is, so let me just break it down to y'all. At 22 years old, Cassius Clay uh, unexpectedly defeated Sonny Liston. This was like a huge upset um, victory for him. And so to celebrate him, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, Jim Brown, they all went out to the Hampton House Motel. It was a popular establishment among, among black visitors to Jim, Jim Crow era Miami. As I said at the top, this is 1964 we're talking about. So the next morning, whatever conversation they had that night, whatever was said between these four men, the next morning, that's when Cassius Clay converted to Islam and changed his name to Muhammad Ali. So Regina King basically took a historic real-life event and just used her creative liberty and said, you know what, I don't know what was actually said when these four men linked up, but this is what I think they said. And so this movie is on Amazon Prime. I will definitely be checking it out because I just love Regina and everything she touches, and I'm so glad that she's doing stuff behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. I mean, in front of the camera. So I'm definitely excited for this. Um, and you know what? I will say... Um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Just make sure you check out the movie. Just make sure you check out the movie. Um, and, you know, Black History Month is coming up, so this is a great time to watch something like this. Like, we need more black people telling black stories. Now, let's shift gears for a little bit. Something else that I was watching this week was... I have a lot in this category today, so bear with me, y'all. Something else I was watching this week was the John Bonet Ramsey documentary, What Really Happened on Discovery Plus. So y'all know me, if you don't know, if this is your first time ever listening to Young Black and Opinionated, I'm a true crime fan through and through. I listen to true crime podcasts. I watch ID channel. I watch all types of crazy documentaries, right? And so I heard there was a new John Bonet Ramsey documentary. The thing is, I already know this story. I already know what happens. 
But for some reason, if they put out a new documentary, I'm on it and I have to watch it. So why did I make myself uh, a free trial of uh, Discovery Plus? And I don't know who's listening, but if you have any free trials out there uh, that you forgot about, you need to go cancel them right now because this Discovery Plus trial is only seven days long. So remind me to cancel it, y'all. But this was a cool documentary. It had actual tapes from the, um, what you call it, the detective who was on the case and he has since passed, but it just gave us some new insight into the case. So it was worth it. I would say like I learned something new. But, um, another thing that I will say is that if you are interested in Food Network, HGTV, Lifetime, ID, Discovery Plus is definitely for you. And I think that's what we just need to figure out as far as the streaming platforms. Whatever you watch the most, just stick to that platform. If all you like to do is watch home makeover and cooking shows all day, cancel everything else and just get Discovery Plus. You know what I'm saying? Like, um... I definitely would recommend it for anybody who is interested in that stuff. But I don't know if this means they pulled, like, the TLC shows from Hulu or not. I don't know if they pulled the uh, NBC Peacock situation. But, yeah, uh, just check out Discovery Plus. That's my recommendation to y'all. Also, this week I watched Lupin. So this is interesting. As I said, you know, I'm trying to broaden my horizons and watch other stuff. Um, Lupin is actually a French uh, video series, not video series. Yeah. TV series on Netflix. I watched it with English subtitles and English audio. Cause y'all know, I don't understand French and it was really good. Um, this is basically like a heist action type, uh, video series. And I, I love anything like a heist. I love me a good heist movie. And so it starts out like him stealing a necklace from the Lou. And then you learned out there's so much more involved and there were also like racial undertones because he's a Senegalese man living in France and black people are just hated no matter where we go. France, England, it don't matter. Like we're looked at differently. And, um, it's, it, it, this is a fictional story, by the way, this is not a documentary and it was just very interesting. So make sure you check that out. It's called Lupin L U P I N. And they have already confirmed a second season. Also on my radar this week, I binged the whole season of Empire Bling. So this is definitely a category that I never watch. Number one, I don't really watch a lot of Asian stuff. And number two, I rarely watch reality TV. That's just not my niche. But Empire Bling was really eye-opening and really entertaining. Basically, it follows the lives of like six, seven, eight um, Asian, like wealthy young billionaires. They're living in LA. Uh, they come from real estate, oil, all types of different things. They ha- they're trust fund babies and they spend money like it's nothing. The one girl said she pays like 19000 for rent a month. And um, it's just eye-opening I didn't know that there was this whole subset of crazy rich Asians in real life in LA (laughs) and um I will say my favorite character probably would have to be Kevin because Kevin is the underdog he is uh, a Korean American boy who was adopted by a white family raised in Philly decides to be a model moved to LA and he lives a regular 
LA life on a budget thousand dollar rent just like the rest of us but he made friends with these rich kids so he just hangs out with the rich kids and they spend money on him and that's the kind of life I need I need to be like Kevin I need some rich friends who are willing to uh share their money with me and share their earnings with me well it's not even their earnings it's their parents earnings um, another popular character, Kane. Kane was hilarious. Kane was funny. He was a little instigator, though. If you guys watch the show, you'll know what I mean. Like, he was a little instigator. Like, he will definitely stir the pot. Um, Christine, she was a bitch. Christine was my least favorite character. But, I mean, there was obviously reason behind it. We learned how much pressure she had to go through uh, being the wife of a 24th generation um, heir to the Song Dynasty. So... She was not born into that family. She was married into that family. She had a lot of pressure. So there's there's definitely more to this than crazy rich Asians. So if you are at all interested in this world, I just love pulling back the curtain and taking a look into worlds that I've never been introduced to. Um, so if you're interested in something like that, definitely check out Empire Bling. And finally, another thing that I watched this week was Always Be My Maybe. I guess I was just in the spirit of supporting Asians and Asian representation because I checked out Always Be My Maybe. That stars Ali Wong, Randall Park, Daniel Day Kim. And um, that was actually from 2019, but it's on Netflix and it was so cute. It was a nice rom-com. This is what I'm talking about when I say representation. Like I want to see stories that are not already told. How many times are we going to have a, a no strings attached white rom-com how many times can they redo that type of movie okay i want to see other movies about people that i normally don't get to see all right that's why slumdog millionaire did so well so check out always be my maybe on netflix as well now let's get into the real tea shall we as i stated at the top of the episode trump is out of here 45 has finished his four terms i mean four years oh god could you imagine he had four terms (laughs) He has finished his four years and he went out so, so sad. Trump left the White House with a disapproval rating of 61%. Um, And Melania Trump had the worst final popularity rating ever for a first lady. And I'll say that's because I don't know shit about her. She's not relatable. She wasn't friendly. She always has a resting bitch face. And you can't, I'm sorry, in politics, you can't have that. You have to be a people's, a person, a people's person. A person for the people. You know what I mean. She was not warm and welcoming. And they their whole marriage looked staged. Like, no wonder people didn't like her. I didn't really get to know her. At first, I felt bad for her because she was married to him. But then I thought, bitch, this was a choice. So, anyways, Trump, with only hours before leaving the White House, pardoned 74 people and commuted the sentences of 70 others. I don't know what he was trying to prove. I guess he was trying to leave a legacy. I don't know. You letting out Lil Wayne and Kodak Black means nothing to me. I don't give a fuck. And speaking of which, the Lil Wayne situation. So on a couple episodes ago, I talked about my dogs let me down. All the black people who were coming out the woodwork supporting Trump. It was very far left. It was weird. Why is Lil Wayne supporting Trump? Now we see he was probably making a move so he could get pardoned. How do y'all feel about that? Do you think he's a sellout for that? Do you think um, it was a smart move? I'm not going to lie. I understand if he was trying to get out of jail, fine, respect. But there had to be another way. I'm sorry. There had to be another way besides posing next to Trump in that fucking Bill Cosby sweater. He looked a hot mess. And it really put a sour taste in people's mouths. I don't know if people will forgive him for that. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence right now. I, I understand why you did it. 
If you did it to be pardoned, I understand. If you always supported Trump, then you're just a weirdo. I'm sorry. And uh, what else can I say about Trump? I really don't want to say much else. I hope I never have to talk about him again. But I did hear that he plans to move to Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. But even the citizens there don't want him. He has nowhere to go. Nobody likes you. You're a fucking clown. And they said that they don't want him there because, um, you know, all the, the drama and the antics that he pulls. So it's very interesting. Like, even the, you have nowhere to go. Even those people don't want you. And they're trying to enact the 1993 law that says nobody can live at Mar-a-Lago because it's a, a lounge resort, a social club. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off. But um, all the best to him. I don't know what you're going to do now, buddy. He still has a whole pending impeachment trial to go. But let's talk about the presidential inauguration. Let's, let's, let's end on a high note, shall we? Oh, actually, this isn't the last thing on my list to talk about, so bear with me, y'all presidential inauguration who was in attendance the bushes were there uh bill and hillary the clintons were there and they keep making jokes that uh george w bush oh wait i got that backwards the bushes were there and then the clintons were there hillary and and bill okay i got the names mixed up but they were making jokes how uh george w bush loves him, him michelle and he always be posing in pictures with michelle and we'll get to Michelle in a minute because, honey, she fucking slayed everybody. And also, Mike Pence was there. This was very interesting to me. So, Trump had, like, a going-away party on the morning of the inauguration. He did not go to the inauguration, which I don't know if that's ever been done before. Actually, I think they said it hasn't been done since, like, Andrew Jackson or something. And he was also uh, another president that was impeached. So, if the shoe fits, that's what they do. Apparently, they go outside and they... uh. They're sore losers. So Trump did not go to the inauguration, but his vice president, Mike Pence, did. And we obviously hate Mike Pence. He's a piece of shit. But that was just an interesting moment to me. I don't know if he's turning over a new leaf. He's trying to get on the right side of history. He's trying to stay in politics and and do something with Biden. I don't know. It's probably a power move. But in the at that moment, he looked like the bigger person for going. So that's good. Um... Now, what else can I say? Oh, performances. Lady Gaga did uh, the national anthem. I've been a Lady Gaga fan since, two, since 2008. I don't know if you guys know that, but I love Lady Gaga. I've been a fan since the fame, okay? And if you know, then you know, <laughs> all right? And Lady Gaga, uh, she had on this Hunger Games black and, black and red outfit going on with a big-ass gold bird brooch, like literally Hunger Games. And... I mean, I would say she did all right. Like, she really can sing. Like, she really is talented. But, like, it wasn't it, it wasn't mind-blowing. I personally like J-Lo more than Lady Gaga. J-Lo did a rendition of America the Beautiful or something like that. But then she had to throw in the Spanish. And she had everybody shook with the Spanish. And then she had to throw in the Let's Get Loud lyrics. I don't know who decided to do that. But overall, it was a good performance. And she looked gorgeous. I don't know how J-Lo looks the way she looks at 50 years old. But let's talk about the star, stars of the inauguration. The fashion, the fashion icons that were delivered to us in the form of Michelle Obama, Jill Biden, and Kamala Harris. These ladies all wore like monochromatic, like coat, trench coat outfits, like jewel tones. Jill had this gorgeous, like teal glittery coat going on with the mask to match. 
and Kamala had on this purple, this like royal blue purple outfit with the gloves to match. She had on her pearls. And um, the showstopper was really Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama took over Twitter with this plum, like pantsuit, trench coat vibe with the gold belt bundles laid. Like she, it was just Michelle Obama for me. Like Michelle Obama really killed that shit. And, um, you know, Obama was right by her side. Barack was right by her side looking at the camera like, yeah, you see me? That's all me, bitch. <laughs> and the ladies just killed it. They look good. Hillary also had on a purple suit, but she was not touching these hoes. I'm sorry. She was not. <laughs> Hillary was not even coming close. Also in attendance, not a fashion icon, but a meme icon in his own right. Uh, Bernie Sanders was in attendance, but Bernie kind of looked like he didn't want to be there. Bernie... He probably didn't because he wanted to be the president. Bernie was looking like, look, I got things to do after this. This is just a pit stop on my way to get some shit done. Because he had like an envelope in his hand and he had on his little uh, North Face jacket and some mittens. Like he looked, talk about resting bitch face. Bernie was not there for the shits. <laughs> so Bernie became a meme as well from the inauguration. But um, some other people making history, Eugene O. Goodman. So this is the Capitol Police officer that, like, he was the black man who, like, basically fought off the mob at the Capitol. And he has since been elevated to serve as the number two security official in the Senate. So let's give some claps up for this black man. You got a promotion. And now you get to escort Vice President Kamala Harris out to the Capitol? Like, what? I'm so happy for this man. So he is a deputy Senate Sergeant at Arms. So he got his own little introduction and everybody was clapping for him. I'm so happy for him. Also, Justice Sonia Sotomayor swore in Vice President Harris. Sonia Sotomayor is an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States. She was nominated by President Barack Obama in 2009 and she is the first Hispanic Latina member of the court. So that was just beautiful to see uh, a Latina uh, Justice of the Supreme Court swearing in the first black Asian American woman vice president. That is a mouthful, huh? Kamala Harris, honestly, we know it was the presidential inauguration, but Kamala Harris was the moment. She was everything. Like I almost teared up because we really watched history be made on Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. And my vice president is black, y'all. I need Jeezy to make a remix of my president. My vice president is black. My Lambo is blue. I need that. Uh, yeah, Kamala, we love you. We support you. Now, not everybody supports Kamala. Of course, the day of the inauguration, it was some haters on Twitter talking about, oh, we celebrating Kamala now? I thought that she did X, Y, Z when she was a DA. Okay, look. As, as Jesse said in the last episode of the podcast, my guest Jesse, she said, we are still holding a flame to uh, Joe and Kamala. Don't think shit sweet. We still gonna hold them accountable and make them deliver everything they promised. But can we just celebrate for a second? Just because Kamala has this history uh, and people don't like her and blah, blah, blah. Can you just put that on pause for a second? There are plenty of people I don't agree with, but I support them for being the first or for making such accomplishments. So just leave all that negativity out. And just give this woman her flowers because she really did that shit, okay? And finally, on the inauguration front, I want to talk about Amanda Gorman. So Amanda Gorman performed her poem, The Hill We Climb. She's a 22-year-old raised by a single mother in L.A. She still lives in L.A. to this date. She actually had a speech impediment, just like our president, Joe Biden, 
But she overcame that through writing and poetry. And she went to Harvard University, where she majored in sociology, graduated cum laude just last year, 2020. And she's only one of six inaugural poets in U.S. history. So she joins the likes of Robert Frost and Maya Angelou. 22-year-old black girl. That's what I'm talking about, bitch. Yes. Like, I'm just so happy for black women. I'm just so happy for black people. We have a long way to go, best believe. But I just love seeing that kind of stuff on the news, on the headlines, on TV. Just positivity. I'm not going to say... You know, like I said before, Biden is not going to bring rainbows and butterflies. But don't you at least feel a sigh of relief now that Trump is gone? Like, ugh, ugh. I just want to take, I just want to take a deep scrub bubble bath and just wash off the last four years, okay? But even though Trump is gone, his mess is still here. Over 400,000 people have died from coronavirus. Let's talk about COVID for a second. Recently, I saw in the news, a man was found hiding in the Chicago O'Hare airport for three months. You should have seen the picture of this man. He was looking all scraggly with his beard long as hell. And he said it was he was hiding because he was scared of flying home during the pandemic. I don't know if that's true or not. He could have just been trying to avoid homelessness or maybe he was trying to avoid paying his rent. I don't know. But he lived in the airport in Chicago for three months. And let's talk about the pandemic. I mean, people are still traveling. People are still flying. Biden wants to vaccinate 100 million people in his first 100 days. I don't know if that's possible right now because we already botched the disbursement of the damn uh, vaccine. They say that uh, it's hard to come by. And right now they're trying to set up vaccination shops in old Sears garages. I saw that on the news. That doesn't sound sanitary. But um, we also have new strains of the virus in California and in other places. So I don't know what it's going to take. In his first day of office... Literally, like, right after the inauguration, President Joe Biden announced a federal mask mandate on federal property. So he's enforcing the mask thing. He's trying to get a handle on COVID. We also rejoined the Paris Climate Agreement. (laughs) Claps for that. Thank God. Like, America can't be the only country not in the Paris Agreement. I refuse. Like, this world is on fire. And if we don't do something about climate, it ain't going to be no world for us to celebrate, okay? So... Joe, he has a lot on his plate, and I know that he actually does want to help this country. In his inauguration speech, he really talked about, you know, uniting, blah, blah, blah. All I can say is we'll see. I'm not going to hold my breath. We will see. Because the first thing people was talking about was, can we uh cancel the student loan debt? Can we do something about the student loans, Joe, please? Well, it doesn't matter if Sally Mae forgives my loans or not because Jesus has forgiven me. All right? <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. Make sure you subscribe wherever you are listening. Rate and review the show as well. You can follow the YBO Podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. You can follow me, Miss Chris D, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E, on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure you subscribe and watch the new videos on the Young, Black, and Opinionated YouTube channel. Also, you can email me. The email is helloybo at gmail.com. I would love to get your feedback, compliments, etc. And finally, I will probably be introducing a new YBO logo and merchandise soon, so stay tuned for that. Bye.